Today's show is sponsored by TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you another participant from the Essentially Embodied Woman program, and we are calling her Miss Lady Godiva. (laughs) How are you, Miss Lady Godiva? Great, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Okay, first you have to explain to us why we're using this name. (laughs) Oh, um... I don't know. It just feels like it embodies some sexual power that uh, I wanted to tap into. Lady Godiva, chocolate, um, naked lady on a horse. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of uh, good juju. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your life. Let's get to know who you are. Sure. So I'm 36 years old. I have been in a relationship, a long-standing monogamous relationship for 13 years. Um, We have two kids that are six and three, two daughters. And, you know, we have a really active sex life. So it wasn't ever something that I really questioned for a long time, but uh, started exploring the idea of, you know, how that could be better and how our relationship could be closer. And especially after kids, just like wanting to kind of reinvent that that part of our relationship and that part of myself. I work in a pretty corporate world and, you know, have also thought a lot about how I show up in, in the world and in my, um, my own power. And a lot of what Tilly talked about in her podcasts and um, when we did kind of our one-on-one before engaging in the program um, really kind of seemed connected to so much of, of what I'm trying to reestablish in my life um, and, and bringing back, you know, that, that power and, and authentic voice into my life. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> awesome. And it sounds like you had a really active sex life before the program started. So I'm curious, what is it that made you want to sign up for this and do a sensual embodiment program in the first place? Yeah, so sex is definitely my partner's love language. And that is how I communicate to him that he is safe and that our relationship is is safe and and well and healthy. And um, for me, it, it very much became kind of a checkbox at the end of the day. And it became very much that. I don't exactly know when that happened, but I can definitely say it happened after at least the second kid. Um, that became very almost stressful for me. You know, oh, we haven't had sex in two days. I'm going to have to do that before I go to bed. And the baby's taking forever to go to sleep. And you know, I haven't slept, you know, a solid five hours in, in weeks. And um, it was just kind of this almost anxiety. And 
I was able to kind of drop in when, when we were having sex and enjoy it. And so um, I don't want anybody to think that I was just kind of laying there, like enduring, but um, it, it wasn't something I looked forward to. And I really wanted that. I wanted to share that with my partner um, in a more meaningful way. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm curious too, because I know that this was a big thing for you, but in our work together, there was this pattern of feeling like sex had to look a certain way or you had to perform uh, that it, you know, it kind of, it was like more of an obligation, but that your expression in it all felt blocked. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot, like one of my kind of first breakthroughs in the program was realizing that my ideas around sex were very much to perform for my male partner and that that's kind of how I had written what it meant to be a sexual woman when I started um, having sex. So, you know, I was kind of stuck in this narrative that I had created for myself as a 15 year old <laughs> and it was just so broken. And, and when I realized that I was showing up to perform and with a desire to look sexy and with an end goal of making my partner orgasm, you know, even when I did orgasm during sex, it, it very much felt like, you know, okay, now we're done. I've done this. It's over. Instead of being more of an, a playful exploratory practice that, that I engaged with with my partner, it was very one-sided of, of me performing. And when I realized that like, I, I did that to our relationship, there was a lot of kind of guilt and, and shame around that because you know, a lot of our, our issues were me showing up to perform and then being resentful that I had to show up to perform instead of, you know, me asking for what I wanted in, in bed. And yeah, so that's, that's something I'm still working on, but something that, you know, just that realization has really helped me to be more vulnerable in my existing relationship. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that was such a big week for you when you really got the breath and the depth of having sex been like a performance for so long and not even realizing it. And then recognizing that your expression was just actually, and we had talked about this before, but just like a control thing, right? Because yeah. you also struggled with letting go and receiving and surrendering, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I had always kind of, like, I was not somebody who really enjoyed um, somebody going down on me and my partner, actually all of my partners have really always loved to do that. And it's just not something I ever got great joy in. So when I realized that like, of course I wouldn't because I've been here to show up for you and I've turned off that piece of me that is, is vulnerable enough to receive and experience pleasure for me like it all made sense why why that's never been pleasurable for me because I'm always worried about somebody else's you know enjoyment mm. what do you think was the thing that shifted that for you from sex being about your partner's pleasure and enjoyment to you being able to speak up for what you want and ask for it you know I think that I had always kind of well, in the past year before we started working, I think I'd um, really realized the extent of my, you know, people-pleasing behavior, um, but I hadn't really made the connection of, of 
people pleasing being something that I do in bed. Um, because it, it is something that I find enjoyable. It is something that I enjoy and it feels good to me. So it wasn't like I was not getting something out of it, but realizing that I'm not getting the full extent because I've put this limitation on myself because I'm trying to constantly subconsciously like worry about somebody else was a big realization for me. And again, something that I'm, I'm still trying to kind of untangle, but um, it feels, feels possible now. Amazing. So cool. And how has this fold over into your work life as well? <laughs> so I, you know, started out my career in consulting. And when you're a 23 year old consultant, it's really hard to kind of demand power and respect. And so now that I'm a 36 year old um, professional, I realized that like I was always trying to kind of read the room and say and do what people wanted of me. And I'm very good at that. But my, my current boss, you know, starts asking me like, what's your opinion on this? Like, I don't really know. How are we going to get through this? And when I realize that he's asking for my opinion and he actually wants to hear what I think and not what he wants, what I think he wants me to say, I just realized like, wow, I'm going to have to change my whole attitude because I don't even know what I think. It's never been something that I've spent a lot of time considering. And so I started speaking up and I started, you know, really planning ahead, especially in these COVID times of like meetings, like, okay, I know that we're going to talk about this in our meeting. I need to have an answer and I need to really contemplate what my ideas are. And honestly, since that happened, I was promoted in, in my job and recognized in, in senior staff as, as a leader. And, um, you know, I think I was really close to that and, and they had always trusted me and always kind of, you know, needed my help in a lot of things. But when I started speaking out and really like offering solutions and, and opinions that came from inside of me, things really changed at work. And, and I did not expect my sex work to overlap in my office at all. So there you go. Oh my God. That's the best thing ever. When you start to realize that these two things are the exact same issues. Yeah. The issues you have with money and your work in the world in particular, that they automatically get resolved when you work through your sexuality blockages because this, they are the same blocks. The ways that yeah. you're blocked in money and leadership and purpose work is the same way that you're blocked in your sexuality. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't say that this program is just about sex then now would you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, it's, it's taught me so much about communication and, you know, really checking myself when I start running into these patterns of, of people pleasing and worrying about what other people want of me versus what I need out of a situation. So, yeah, there was a really big win that you had that I remember around trusting your body too. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, I had two natural births, I actually had two home births. And in both cases, you know, if you asked me, like, was it painful? I would say no, but it was so scary to me in both of those births just to let my body take over. 
and I felt like I had no control over it. And my body absolutely just took over. I felt my pelvis expand like inside my body. I felt like I just had no control over contractions or breathing or, you know, what my body was doing. And I realized, you know, mentally in the moment that that's what needed to happen to have a baby, but it was just so scary. And I've encountered that a lot in um, the jade egg work, egg work and in some of the, the other practices that we do, just like I can feel my body just taking over and it's scary. Like, and so a lot of me was like working past like, okay, you need to trust what your body's doing. You need to trust that like it knows what it's doing and not try and question it and not try and like put it in a box and figure it out. Um, because turning off my brain is a really <laughs> um, difficult thing for me. So again, something that I'm still working on, but just really being able to trust that, that my body knows and that it's letting it take over is, is the key to kind of pleasure and realizing the highest extent of, of pleasure in my life and my body. Hmm. Yeah. And coming from corporate America and being in that for 13 years, obviously it's a challenge because that's what you're trained to do is be in your head all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's so great to hear that doing the practices are helping you to drop in. It's, it's something that clearly you're not going to completely resolve and it's not going to be supernatural within 10 weeks. Right. But at least you have the skills and the tools and you'll know how to work on it when, you know, as you continue to do your JDIG practices and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So cool. So were there any other uh, results and big wins that you had that you want to talk about? So much of my breakthroughs just have really improved communication with my partner and, you know, just, I'm, I'm definitely one that wants to kind of control the narrative in, in my relationship and realizing that like we're doing this together, we're, we're here together. And as long as we both keep show, showing up, we, uh, we can make this happen, you know? Yeah. So I remember that you had a really big breakthrough conversation with your partner when you were on vacation once. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit how, how that went? Yeah. So we had had a call, um, together with, with, with our group and, um, I was in the, the Smoky mountains and I had driven down to the bottom of the mountain to have our call and kind of just confessed that I was feeling frustrated that, you know, I hadn't spoken to my partner and that I, you know, really wanted to talk about some of these things, but I felt very, worried that me saying that I wasn't showing up in our sex life and that it was a chore for me was just going to be really hurtful to him. And I just wasn't sure of, of what, what to say, you know? So I, um, we talked about it and, and I think you just told me like the words will come when it's time. And, you know, I got back to the campsite and we were sitting around the campfire and I really think for the first time in our whole relationship, I had just a really candid conversation and um, he said all the right things and you know was it just felt like okay now moving forward like we're gonna be honest with each other I'm gonna tell you like when it just doesn't feel right and we're gonna you know keep moving forward from there and you know after that it just was so relieving we really just had one of the most 
relaxed, you know, nights in front of the, the campfire, just talking to each other and, you know, just normal banter. But um, I really felt like I wasn't performing and I wasn't trying to think of the next thing to say, which sounds crazy for being in a relationship for 13 years, but it made me realize how much um, I had always tried to manipulate and control situations so that, you know, our relationship was comfortable for everyone and being involved, you know? Mm. Yeah. I love this topic of kind of the dark shadow side of the feminine is around manipulation and control. And sometimes as strong, independent, empowered women that we get in that loop of, you know, it becomes a source of, oh, I can just give him sex and get what I want out of him. Right. And (laughs) when you started to realize that, I'm just curious what changed for you in the relationship after that. Yeah. I mean, it was very much like, sex was our social lubricant, you know? So if, if we had sex, if I had to talk about something that was complicated and, you know, we had sex, we could kind of approach that together and it felt very safe, but realizing that like really just me being vulnerable and saying like, I don't have all the answers and like, let's approach this together. Like I don't have to manipulate the situation. I can just show up as myself and we can work it out together. And realizing that that was okay with him too was just like what oh well this would have been a lot easier (laughs) like I just have to be myself wow can you say that one more time I really just have to be my authentic self yes woman (laughs) back yes to that and to all of you listening all you have to do is be yourself it's really that simple it's crazy (laughs) I mean, I've just spent so many years manipulating so many relationships to be comfortable. And I think that I'm doing it for, for them, you know, like it doesn't manipulate sounds like such an evil word, but like, I think that I'm trying to make it comfortable for everybody else around me. And it ends up being so uncomfortable for me that like, I don't ever get what I need out of whatever the situation is. So it's just wild to kind of uncouple that and um, approach every relationship I have with, with like who I am. Yeah. With vulnerability, authentic expression, when you are, when you create the safety to be that and to just be you, then you no longer feel that need to manipulate and control things. Yeah. Wild, huh? it's the funniest part is that my partner has actually called me out on being manipulative and I've been like no I'm not manipulating you I'm just trying to like calm your anxiety that I know is going to happen when I talk about this thing you know and like he doesn't need me to calm his anxiety like he just needs me to tell him what I need and he's gonna do it but (laughs) you couldn't have told me that last year you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, what feels possible for you now that we're almost through with the, this 10 week program? Yeah. I mean, I'm really getting to a place where, and I'm not there yet, but where receiving really feels possible. I can kind of see the pieces that need to happen in my brain to make it happen. And it's something that I'm very much working on. Um, and that my partner is very eager to keep working on. So 
I'm, I'm excited about that possibility, but just like feeling at ease in communications with my partner, you know, we were in a very bad place, probably, you know, that, that famous year one after the baby's born and just not communicating and, and not getting what I needed to just on a daily basis. And so it feels so good to just know that there's these tools that I can use to kind of check in with myself and, and really be able to identify what's keeping me, like, why am I fearful of, of asking for this and being able to just be vulnerable and, and communicate when I need to. Mm. Love that so much. And can you tell us real quick, like what was your favorite aspect of the program? Like there's the group coaching calls, the teachings, the one-on-one, the accountability challenge. Like what is your favorite thing about it? Oh, I mean, I absolutely 100% loved the group. Having the group there, I a lot of... <laughs> a lot of this meditation and like feeling in your body and spiritual whatever is really hard for me to like, look, I know that it works, but it is hard for me to like get into it and to hear other people's experiences and to like kind of see it demonstrated and what it looks like through other people was so much easier for me to say like, okay, this is safe for me to do. It's not crazy. It's not, you know, dark magic or something. It's, it's just like, you just have to do it and other people are doing it and they're okay. And like, you can do it too. It, it, it was just having the group there and being able to bounce experiences off of them. And, you know, it's funny that the people that I've really commiserated with the most are are people that I I didn't think we had a lot in common to begin with and you know we we do we have so much in common and it's so surprising how we just don't talk about this kind of stuff that happens in in your your relationships and in your bedroom and you know having a safe space kind of share your frustrations and and kind of understand where those frustrations are coming from is just so helpful yeah Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> I always knew sexuality work should be done in groups, but convincing all of y'all that that is the case is not yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's so worth it, though. I mean, um, you know, you're just in a group of women with the same purpose, you know, and encouraging, you know, the the kind of competition to do the practices was really helpful for me because I think if it was actually I know because I've done work with you before that if it's just me on my own with like no incentive I forget and then seven days pass and you're like oh shoot I was supposed to do those practices and where did the time go and having a daily reminder of like other people are doing this why aren't you showing up why aren't you doing this like this is what you signed up for this class to do And like, if you're not showing up for yourself, like other people are showing up for themselves, then you're not going to get the most out of this program. So, yeah. Amazing. Yes. Lots of accountability. I know. I know personally what it takes. So I'm in second place right now. So (laughs) (laughs) amazing. Awesome. All right. Can you tell us what type of women in your opinion should join this program? I mean, I think everybody should. Like, every woman has 
hangups and you know these cultural ideals that we have taken on that have kept us from being our full expression and it's just it's so nice to kind of pause and reassess like where these ideas came from and if they're your ideas if these are your thoughts if if these are your values that just really makes a huge difference and it's made a huge difference even in my parenting like when i get frustrated with my kids i think now like what value is being broken right now and i try and explain the why you know more than you know like i am scared because you're doing this and it's it's dangerous you know as opposed to just like stop doing that you're going to die <laughs> you know <laughs> like expressing that i have fear or like you know just expressing that deeper emotion instead of like expressing the the outcome that you're scared of has has been really helpful for me to kind of tune into like what what am i feeling and how can i show that to my kids so that they don't just think i'm like a nervous nelly and like yelling at them <laughs> hmm. yeah and i love how you said that you're not bypassing your emotions anymore that you're yeah. allowing yourself to feel them to allow yeah. them to move through and then act it and speak them like just having a name for like what you're feeling and i see it in my three-year-old all the time like she's hilarious she'll walk through the house now and be like i am angry because <laughs> and it's it's wonderful like i think that you know if if hopefully you know if all of our children are raised like this then Maybe they won't need you later, but like we weren't. And I promise you, like most of our generation was not. And all of the generations before us, I know we're not. So like, this is, this is it. Like, there's just so much to learn. And I fear that, you know, if I had just kept on going, sex would have just been kind of an afterthought and it wouldn't have been integrated into my life and um, into my power source, you know? Mm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying <laughs> yes to you. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, if you are down with having results like Miss Lady Godiva, then you can head to the multiorgasmicmama.com forward slash essentially dash embodied woman. Or there's a dash in between embodied and woman there too. <laughs> yeah. And you can apply for the August round of the program. The last day to apply is July 22nd, 2020. So thank you so much, Miss Lady Godiva, for joining us and sharing your experience with the program and how epic are the takeaways that you've gotten and the transformation. And we're all just totally celebrating you right now. So thank it's you. It's worth it, y'all. Everybody should do it. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.